Hey friends, I am so glad that you're here. I'm your host, Erin Cusio, and this is Room for Lovely. Each week, we'll bring you incredible guests with relatable stories and encouraging wisdom who remind us to look for the loveliness in every single day. Because while not all of life is lovely, there is room for loveliness in every single season. Here we are, back in it, friends. New episodes of Room for Lovely start today. It has been a funny thing because as I've been preparing for today's episode, I've also been getting the memory notifications on my phone from two years ago. It feels kind of surreal to say it, but two years ago, I stepped out in faith and finally said yes to a dream that God had placed in my heart several years before. Two years ago, the first episode of Room for Lovely was released and it has been a wild ride ever since. You see, I never could have imagined all the ripples that would extend after that first episode from one simple yes. With a simple yes, we've been able to tell over 80 stories here on Room for Lovely. With a simple yes, these stories have been downloaded across the globe in more than 65 countries over 40,000 times. With a simple yes, I have received message after message from countless people who have told me of the ways that one simple statement on the show has helped them or encouraged them, or impacted them in some way. It's mind-boggling, really, but that's what God does. He takes one simple yes, and He turns it into something far greater than we ever could have imagined. And that's what these last two years have been for me. One yes has led to another, and God has been opening door after door to new opportunities and possibilities that I never dreamed possible. And I just try to keep moving step by step. To be truthful, some of that has been intimidating. Sometimes, it feels scary to try to keep the momentum going of what has begun. Sometimes I find myself clawing and praying that I'm not slipping backward away from all that God has called me to. Because sometimes, walking in what God has called you to feels scary. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes it even feels unsustainable. But maybe that's because it's not for us to grip with tight fists and claw our way through and white-knuckle the progress anyway. Recently, there's been a scripture that has been coming back to me over and over again. It's Psalm 143, verse 10. It says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your spirit lead me on level ground. I think sometimes, when the path has felt especially hard in my life, maybe it's because I've been looking in all the wrong places for direction. Maybe I'm paying attention to trends or algorithms. Maybe I'm scrolling for inspiration in what other people are doing. Maybe I'm trying to figure it all out on my own. Inevitably, what it leads to is a path that can feel less than level. Ultimately, that route is only going to last so long before I get frustrated because things aren't working out as smoothly as I want them to. But when I can remember to look to God for the source of where I should be going, what I should be doing, and the methods that are going to work best, that leads me on level ground. Maybe not always easy, but level, not so bumpy, sure-footed, because I know I am following God's way. It's a work in progress, really. I have started the year a little less gung-ho than I have hoped, and more uncertain than I imagined. And it's strange because all around I can see the evidence of God moving and shaking the world around me in all the best ways. Even still, I have felt a call to a slower pace. And when I look at others around me, that feels like a common sentiment. I don't know about you, but I'm not really wired for a slower pace. 
I'm wired to run at breakneck speed until I'm exhausted and burnt out and crashing. And I guess saying that out loud gives quick evidence to all the problems with that mentality. Because friends, we aren't designed to run at breakneck speed until we crash. I'm still working to heal the parts of me that thrive in a performance mentality. I'm still fighting against the idea that I always have to be doing to be productive. Does that feel familiar to you? As I have started the year, I have tried to pay more careful attention to what I'm saying yes to and what I'm investing my energy in. And I'm trying to invest way more energy in God's invitation to rest. I want to give you that permission slip too. Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You see, at the heart of God's desire for us, I believe, is rest. But why on earth does resting have to be so dang hard? It's like we work ourselves into burnout and whine about how busy and tired we are, and yet even still, we can't force ourselves to loosen our grip, to let go of something, anything, and just rest. I think I'm starting to understand a little of the reason why. I think it's so difficult for us to rest because rest requires us to trust. It requires us to give up control, and neither of those things is in my wheelhouse. I love the story in the Bible of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt and toward the promised land. If you don't know the story, let me give you a quick recap. The Israelites had been slaves in Egypt for almost 400 years, and Jesus sent Moses to bring them out of slavery. Through a wild and crazy story that we really don't have time to fully retell, Moses was able to convince the Egyptian Pharaoh to release the Israelites, and Moses gathered them up and they took off out of Egypt. As they were fleeing from the city, barely gone, Pharaoh changed his mind and the Egyptian army began to chase the Israelites through the desert. You can imagine that the enthusiasm of the Israelites had to be quickly fading. They were probably thinking, we knew this was too good to be true. Remember, they'd never known freedom. For 400 years, generations had been stuck in slavery. And so, as the Egyptians closed in on them, they had to be feeling defeated. But then they got to the foot of the Red Sea and now it was clear that doom was certain. They had no other options. They had done all they knew to do and the situation they were facing felt hopeless and impossible. The sea in front of them and the Egyptians quickly gaining ground behind them, they expressed their despair, telling Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Why did you make us leave Egypt? And Moses told them one simple thing. Stand still and watch the Lord come through for you today. The Lord will fight for you. Just stay calm. In other words, you've done all that you can do. And now it's time to simply rest. The Lord will work it out. With that, Moses raised his staff. God miraculously parted the sea and the Israelites crossed on dry ground as the sea swallowed up their enemy behind them. Friend, all too often, we face what seems to be massive, overwhelming circumstances that we can't fix on our own. We sure try though, don't we? Here, Lord, let me help you work this out. 
and we run ourselves ragged, trying to do all that we can do, and then we find ourselves in a moment where God is simply inviting us to stop. Stop running, stop trying, stop worrying. Just still yourself for a moment. Trust that God will fill the gap with the power that only he can bring and just rest. Rest. He's got it. How silly of me to think that I can do more than the God of the universe. And yet, if I look at my actions through most of my life, that seems to be the prevailing belief. But in his kindness, over and over again, God has brought me to my own Red Sea moments, and he's reminded me that he is God and I am not. If I simply trust him to work on my behalf, maybe, just maybe, I can rest. As we embark on a new year, yes, I know it's February, but it's still pretty fresh. Let's allow rest to be the invitation. Sure, there is work to be done, but we have to trust that ultimately it's God's strength that carries us through. So we do what we can do, and we trust him to carry us when we pause, when we are overwhelmed, when we are defeated, when we simply need a refresh. I've got one last analogy for you. Ever since I was a little girl, I have loved riding horses. It was something that my daddy and I shared. After he died, when I was really young, I think it felt like the last little piece of him that I could really hold on to. I don't get the chance very often, but any time I do, I absolutely will jump at the opportunity to ride horses. If you've ever ridden, then you know that if your horse is trotting or going for a full gallop, You have to sort of stand in the stirrups, body tense, bracing yourself for the momentum of the running horse. But when you are just riding, at a slower pace, you can sit back in the saddle, body more relaxed, and simply enjoy the ride. Friends, our God is a sit-back-in-the-saddle kind of God. We don't have to worry about rushing. We don't have to keep ourselves tense and braced for impact. We can sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride trusting that in good time, he will get us where we need to go. We simply need to rest. Friend, I am so glad that you joined me here today. And I would love if you would take just a moment to share this episode with a friend. Use it as an opportunity to listen, but also an invitation to rest. I'm so excited about the new season of Room for Lovely, and I have got some really great conversations in store for you. If you're not following me on Instagram, head over there and give me a follow. I love getting to hang out and connect with you there, and it is the best way to stay in the know about everything coming up on the podcast. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss a thing. As I really think about this year, I know that there is plenty of work that God has for me, but also... I know that he is inviting me to rest more, to be more intentional about the things I put my focus on and more committed to pausing for a reset and a refresh. I'm only as good as God's strength in me and I want to be certain that I am allowing plenty of opportunity to fuel my soul with what matters most so that I can do the important work. It's so easy to neglect ourselves and especially our rest, to feel guilty when we stop, to be stressed when we aren't in control. But I know that I know that God's got it. And if I've learned anything in this life, it's that he's pretty darn good at his job. He's pretty capable of working any situation out for my good. And when I let go and I trust him to work, he always, always makes some room for lovely. <laughs>